Hello and welcome to Talking HE, my name is Santanu Vasant. In this episode we speak to Associate Teaching Professors Tom Burns and Sandra Sinfield in the Centre for Teaching Enhancement at London Metropolitan University and Dr Emma Kennedy, Senior Lecturer in Learning and Teaching within the Academic and Learning Enhancement team at the University of Greenwich. We discuss sharing practice through blogging including overseeing the Take 5 blog now part of Aldine, and the Cedar blog. We also explore the impact of the Take 5 and Cedar blogs on the higher education community, speculate on how blogging might change in the next two to five years, and discuss how hashtag HEBlogSwap came about and how you can take part too. We hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, thank you for inviting us. Uh, I'm Sandra Sinfield. I work at London Metropolitan University in the Centre for Teaching Enhancement. I teach on the Postgraduate Certificate in Learning, Teaching and Higher Education and the MA and do general staff development. One aspect of which now is the Take 5 blog, which is also the Aldine blog, the Association for Learning, Development and Higher Education. Oh, well, and thank you for uh, inviting us for this chat. Yeah, lovely to have it. I'm Tom Burns and I work at London Metropolitan University. My background is in learning development, so I'm quite surprised when I look at what I do now, it's staff development. So, and what I'm most proud of there is teaching on our PG Cert, where I'm the module leader for facilitating student learning, the first module in, in our PG Cert and on curriculum evaluation and development, which is the final module in our PG Cert. So it's really nice to be at something at the beginning and at the end and see the fantastic work and development that our staff go through. Really nice to be there at the beginning and celebrating their success at the end. So Thank you, Emma. Thanks, Anthony, and thanks for inviting me today. I work at the University of Greenwich as a senior lecturer in learning and teaching in higher education. I work at um, the academic and learning enhancement team and run the PG Cert in higher education, of course, with a very helpful team around me. And I also do a lot of staff development around inclusivity and disability and accessibility in higher education. Thank you all for your time today. I'd like to begin by asking, what made you first start blogging? It, we, we went back. Yeah, I'm, we... amazing to look back over the history of our online experiences. And when I first started looking at it, I was feeling like I have always felt that I've come too late to the party, that there was others there first and you was always in a catch up. But looking back, we, we first started working out loud, really, was in 2008 when I was teaching a research method in education, postgraduate, with, um, and doing that as outreach as well. With, I was doing teachers 
for professional development for those that were doing the MA, headmistresses, uh, promotion people in schools and going out for outreach. So I started working out loud and having an online presence to uh, enable us to communicate and sort of start that building that community of practice between the research methods module, but also other modules and building that sort of identity. Yes. Yeah. Um, 2008. Yes. 2008. Yeah. Amazing. I used it a bit. I taught on the uh, educational responses to refugees masters module and started using it with them. But we then actually slipped into Facebook as, as a much easier way for doing sort of quick and easy communications between us all. But in 2008 as well, we were part of the Learn Higher Centre for Excellence in Teaching and Learning which merged and became Aldine. And we set up a, a, a project where we had a, a postgraduate student doing a literature review in a wiki and a commentary in a blog that accompanied it. And it was happening in real time. So that was a very exciting project. And she was doing the literature review on experiences and the, the impact of academic reading on non-traditional students. And it's still a piece of research that we go back to yeah. that site now for yeah. all those years ago. So that was a very exciting way to start blogging. Yeah. And just as a, a sort of little caveat, we had people in Learn High who were really good at Twitter. And people did a sort of 10 days of Twitter experience to try and encourage academic staff to get involved in that and uh, we were invited to do a 10 days of blogging experiment <laughs> as well so we sort of even when we we're novices ourselves we were sort of reaching out and trying to get other people blogging that's really interesting thank you for sharing emma yeah, so I started in 2015 when I started uh, as an educational developer. I sort of took my first role and I'd been on Twitter for a little while, uh, which I guess counts as micro blogging. But um, I really um, I started because I wanted to kind of have my own identity, but also I often think through writing. So I was hearing about all these really interesting ideas. I finally had a chance to explore them in my actual job, as opposed to in my spare time. And so I really just wanted to start thinking through that out loud and kind of linking with people so I could have a way to sort of see what other people were thinking. Because I'd really enjoyed other people's blogs. Um, so there was great community already by the time I started. But I was just really excited to have that openness and ease of sharing and just in a little bit more depth than something like Twitter allowed. What made you start the Take 5 blog? Again, it was this sort of historical thing. So we, we, the, our first one was called Last Refuge, and it was very much part of part of Learn Higher, part of Alding. But we continued using it when we started doing MOOCs because we knew we wanted to feel what digital education could be like and experience it as students so that we could then be better teachers. So we started using Last Refuge to also blog our MOOC experiences yeah. from the from the from the from the little to the big league from the <laughs> yeah. little to the big league <laughs> you know whereabouts we was getting two or three comments or readers <laughs> when we was to suddenly being on the on the MOOCs where it was it went to a thousand and you was in a group of 40,000 I mean it was 
it was and it was exhilarating so yeah. we realized that um the potential of it for students so we mm. we work with students getting them to learn out loud and saw their their writing develop from sort of barely able to to be, you know getting b's and a's um, and more than that they their self-efficacy grew so we wanted to share this with London Met staff and get London Met staff to also share their good practice. So it was this continual cycle of working with students, it worked, sharing this with staff. So that was, we, we realised today we gave birth to Take 5 on the 17th of November in 2014. And it was exactly that, it was an invitation to staff to share their good practice. And we were sharing the good practices, learning developers in the wider national community, but learning developers at London Met. So that was it. We had it all. It, we, we wanted to share it in a living dialogue. And also as there was a cache of resources that we wanted to share that had been developed in situ. And we mm. thought, well, the best way to get a cache used is to have a living blog going through it anyway. So it was that and it was inviting staff to take these tentative steps into the scholarship of teaching and learning by joining us in the blogging experience. And and it felt urgent. Hmm. We we just started teaching a, a first year's academic literacies module and we wanted to make that engaging, creative, and by doing lots of creative methods and role plays and simulations and so on, but also creating a digital me and out of that blog about it. Yeah. Students to blog. And there's one that comes to mind and the blog started off. These are the reasons I don't like blogging was the opening. <laughs> and it came a seminal blog. This person developed their own week long online course to develop art and, and drawing and practice with other students and it's still going now yeah i mean just so we wanted to get this out there so there was an urgency yeah. to share this the, these emerging disciplines and also at that time you know the idea of creativity and so on were yeah wasn't yeah wasn't there it you really had to keep arguing and justifying and so on and this was a a, a great way of disseminating it and also getting that feedback as well from where other staff start doing it. Yeah. yeah. Emma, what's been your experience of running the Cedar blog? Uh, so it's been a really positive experience. So I am one of three uh, co-editors of the Cedar blog, and um, it's been really uh, lovely to work with three other people because then we tend to have fortnightly editorial committee meetings, and it's really nice to be able to kind of talk through how the blog is going, what submissions we've had, and how we want to shape that there is a sense of responsibility as well because of course we have a responsibility to the cedar community so my own blog i cannot post for a few weeks uh, or a post can not go down very well and that doesn't really matter but for the obviously for this blog there's a lot of people in the cedar community and it is widely read but that's been a really exciting challenge as well so we've been really enjoying that challenge of setting expectations improving the clarity for contributors and uh, I've loved seeing all the different blogs that come in the offers of posts and in a way you see Cedar reflected through what comes in because it shows you what people think Cedar will be interested in so that's been really um, 
lovely to see and really clarifying for me as well. Those are really positive experiences from you all. How do you see blogging changing in the next two to five years? In a very mini way, we saw the Our Take 5 become the formal blog for Aldine and absolutely echo Emma's sense of responsibility there. It's located in Aldine within the mentoring working group. And so we see that as part of our role as well. As you were saying, we invite people to blog. We try and reach out to people who may never have thought about blogging or didn't think they had a right to say anything yet. And then we mentor them through the blogging process. We try and keep the blogs fresh by giving people a lot of freedom in the way that they they shape their blog. But giving that constructive feedback in a shared document as the blog itself is growing. So, that yes, they're not they're not going to do themselves a disservice by that blog being posted and they are going to grow in confidence and we can bring even more people into this blogging community. So that's that's one thing is that if blogs are going to continue, continue bringing diverse, fresh voices in and giving them the confidence and the courage to blog. And I suppose thinking of, of what the future and so on of blogging might be, uh, I sort of think of, of what the, genes- the genesis was of Take 5, whereabouts we had a student study hub and we had a staff section on that. And we wanted to have a reason for staff to be coming back to these resources and one of that they were being updated. But also there was a reason to go there, which would, was to take five little quick tips on teaching and so on. And the idea of that was, was that when staff went into the study up, they would see the resources that was available to students, then what was available to staff. So this sort of yeah circular sort of reinforcement of this good practice that was going on and celebrating these resources that staff have developed and students have developed and so on. And I suppose what was happening there, and I see the future, is that multi-channel marketing of whereabouts you're using this to promote that, to and I see blogging sort of running that way of sort of what's embedded it within the, the the blogs themselves, which can be other multimodal artifacts and so on. And also the way building up that connectivity to other yeah, relevant resources, sites, people. So one of the things we, we've done on the PG sir. Obviously, we're encouraging reflective practice, you know, becoming a reflective practitioner and learning and teaching out loud. So at the beginning of this, we used to encourage people to start a reflective blog and share them. And we have noticed just recently people have, whilst they embraced that in the first few years, they seem to be moving away from blogging and playing with things like Padlet instead. So... I don't know if that's ringing a death knell for 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 blogging generally. You know that p- people are moving on to other platforms, playing with other platforms, and that's a good thing. But it means we've got to keep our eyes open yeah. all the time, doesn't it? To where we've got to go next. Yeah, I think that's sort of where that sort of multi-channel and multi-modal type of blog, which yeah, openly embraces th- this being a 
you know, a connectivity point <laughs> rather than it, yeah, it being, you know, which was the original idea of Take 5, which it was just Take 5 and you could get something within this real short yeah. amount of time, whereabouts, no, maybe something more expansive, more connected. Yeah, and things to be happening as well if you... And, of course, your wonderful podcast, the podcast yeah. themselves. That's another vehicle, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we we notice even in Aldine, there's an LD podcast now. Yeah. We're not bitter. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. No, and and, and I, I wonder if that's that sort of is that, what I'm saying about that multimodality and so on, is that with the podcast, it can be downloaded, it can be put mm. onto your phone and so yeah. and you can listen to that whereabouts the sort of engagement with a written text and so on um yeah is is, is slightly different and as other affordances which is the links and so on which, which are lovely which are lovely but the po- which the podcast doesn't necessarily have but there is an accessibility familiarity and so on that the podcast has that's still that academic writing writing can can generate in, in people absolutely i think your point about multimodality tom is spot on and one thing that we've recently exciting development in the cedar blog so in december we have a post coming up where the author completely off her own back i take no credit actually did an audio recording as well of her post so that helps with accessibility but that also then still has the text affordances she could put in the links and so it's a really nice way so hopefully blogging will kind of I think blogging has that potential to make sure we keep up with the multimodality and I think there's still a lot of strength in that so we are not outmoded. This reminds me of the teaching and learning blog at QMUL that Emma oversaw when we first started HE BlogSwap. Is that right Emma? Yes yes so the QMUL blog uh, the adept blog uh, long missed sadly the uh, sometimes problem with institutional and institutionally hosted, sorry, blogs, is that they can be taken down, as was the case with this. You can still find it on the Wayback Machine, uh, but it's sadly gone. Um, so that's one of the downsides of that particular type of blog. But yeah, the idea was to give really a range of voices from across the university and enabling some quick tips. Uh, we did a collaboratively hosted uh, advent calendar so people could submit their posts. That was fun one year. And uh, that was not just people from Queen Mary, but people from beyond the institution. So that was a nice way to sort of feed it to people in the institution who don't necessarily follow all educational development blogs, but they sort of thought, oh, this is QM, maybe this is interesting. Oh, well, now you're learning something from somebody who's not in Queen Mary, but who's in our educational development community. So that was a, a nice way of connecting that institutional and the much broader educational development communities together. What's been the impact of the Take 5 blog over the years? Well, <laughs> I suppose one impact was it was one of the things that we cited when we were going for a collaborative award for teaching excellence because of the number of hits that it had, uh, because of the way we did bring diverse voices into it and because it was part of getting that, as Tom said, that that push for a more creative, more generous, more compassionate HE out there. And the Collaborative Award for Teaching Access was for Creative HE, which, as you know, is, is an open educational uh, collaborative professional development network 
So I think it, it's it's part of Aldine, it's part of Creative HE, and it's still very much a part of London Met. So I, I think that's that's uh, and, 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 that claim. Uh, and and the other impact, which is how many that started off with a little blog yeah. didn't think they could write. Yeah, that was that introduction to semi-formal but supportive we always support the development of the blog post but that development of where those people have gone on to then engage within that formal scholarly activity they were they just didn't no. know it <laughs> they just didn't know it to engage in that formal scholarly activity and yeah see that that growth and and also them celebrating what they do and sharing that and getting that reinforcement back from the wider academic community. Um, and particularly as as well, which is, you know, shouldn't be like this, but it is that they've got something out of it. It is then a vehicle that they can use for academic promotions. This is the world that we're in for their pay dasses, their pay, you know, their appraisals and so on. This is where they can demonstrate that they're a part of communities disseminating, researching, and they're active. Really nice to, to see that. What's been the impact of the Cedar blog in the time that you and others have been editors? Well, I think the Cedar blog's had an impact quite a, quite a long way before I became editor. So it's been around for a really long time. And I think it's been at the forefront of kind of blogging in the uh, dev community. And it's been a really great place for different people to share voices. Looking back through the Cedar blog, it's been really nice to see the diversity of voices. So I think it started off with a few people kind of obviously having to take the reins, but then increasingly it's broadened out the number of voices. So I think it goes back to something you said, Sandra, that people who might not think of themselves as, you know, oh, I'm going to be submitting to journals or I'm, you know, this is a kind of place where they might be submitting. And then that gets their voice out where perhaps we wouldn't hear from them and that's been mm. lovely and something we hope to grow actually with the blog so we changed the about page call for contributions to actually explicitly welcome people who are not educational developers not that we don't like educational developers <laughs> in case the community gets put off but you know we'd love to hear from students colleagues in other areas colleagues who don't think of themselves as educational developers but are in effect, educational developers, so library colleagues, colleagues who work in student skills and academic skills, a huge variety of people we'd love to hear from. And I think that's been an impact of broadening almost what we think of as the educational community, because those voices just seamlessly come into the blog, people respond to them. So we're not sort of going, ah, oh, now we're going to include a special guest. They're just they're all coming, we're all in the community, and that breaks down those barriers. What's HE Blog Swap, Emma? So, this is where I put on my spiel voice. HE Blog Swap is an annual event where essentially you write a blog post, and instead of putting it on your own blog, you pair up with someone, and then you post a guest post on their blog, and they post a guest post on your blog. So, you do it. Santanu and I have swapped each other's personal blogs before, but we have also swapped when we had institutional blogs, we swapped on those. Um, and yeah, you can write something on your own area or you can write something that's related to the theme of the person you're swapping with. So uh, I would love to see a swap between Cedar and Aldine. 
for example, that might be something that we can uh, arrange. You are a co-founder of HE Blogswap Santanu, so I don't yes. know if there's anything you want to add. You know, it's a really interesting experience and, you know, invaluable experience for people who've done it over the years. We've disseminated on the HE Blogswap through blogs, other blogs, for example, the Association for Learning Technology blog. We've also done uh, Twitter conferences, you know, posting tweets, you know, every five minutes or whatever, you know, on, on some of the kind of key highlights over the years, done various ways of, of non, non-traditional ways of disseminating scholarship of teaching and learning through through social media platforms and different learning spaces in you know in the last uh, seven eight years so 6th of december is, is the date of he blog swap put that in your diaries and we'll share some of those uh, through the various blogs online and share those through the community for people i could just say that if people want to be participate in the blog swap but they don't they're not sure whether to set set up their own blog if they don't have one maybe that's a good time to head get yourself a free wordpress site or you know other blogging platforms are available and maybe use that as a a bit of a push because sometimes we think oh is it worth it and yeah you'll have two posts because you'll have your guest post and then you'll have whatever post you wanted to write uh, that you might set up the blog post for in the first place so definitely set up a blog if you don't have one when we did the the 10 days of blogging, one of the first things was, now look for that old blog you started up years ago. <laughs> you haven't posted anything on. <laughs> Start that up again for the 10 days of blogging. <laughs> so maybe we should do a 10 days of blogging leading up to the blog swap. Thank you to Associate Teaching Professors Tom Burns and Sandra Sinfield and Dr. Emma Kennedy for their time. If you've got a comment or query, or would like to appear on a future episode of Talking HE, then please email santanu at santanuvasant.com. Thanks for listening. I've been Santanu Vasant, and this has been Talking HE.